Welcome back, welcome in. This is LOTL, and this is episode 129. And on tonight's episode, we get going with the catch-up with Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy's got some topics for us, and uh, we discuss those. After that, we get right into our top five. We're talking Halloween candies and our favorites. The poll of the week also has to deal with Halloween candy. Which style of candy is the best? Sweet, sour, chocolate. We talk about that. Um, after we get into the Indians and their dismal end to the season and what's next for the tribe moving forward into 2021, uh, we briefly celebrate the Browns win over the Cowboys and then preview the big game coming up against the Indianapolis Colts, what to look for. We give our predictions and uh, um, a little chit-chat about that as well. We do our shout-outs, and uh, that about does it for our episode this week. But... We get everything started with the Beer of the Week. Let's go. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. boys let's see what this is i got a classic brewery in the city great lakes of course everybody knows that however i got a beer that i don't think many of us have had before i know dan you said you I, I, it's it's uh it's crazy to think that there's a beer out there that you haven't had i know especially great lakes <laughs> because i'm always at great lakes and well i don't go there a lot but i, I drink their beer a lot uh so today i figured i'd go with the fall spooky theme and I went with Nosferatu Imperial Red Ale by Great Lakes Brewing Company. I don't mean to go like uh, John Paso on this, but as soon as I sip this, I tasted chocolate. Well, hold on. We'll go around. We'll go around because this is maybe quite, not like like the three beer. drinks in. Wow. But the first, I'm like, holy crap, that's a chocolate stout. Wow. But then I got the red ale on the back end. I don't know what I'm getting. In the tannins. I just had a protein shake, so my mouth is all messed up. All right. Up. So. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what I'm so tasting right so now. A palate <laughs> so let's do this. Let's do this. Let's get our spook on, and I'll describe. I'll read the description. All right. It says, don't be afraid of things that go hop in the night. Rich roasted malt flavors haunt the shadows of our Imperial Red Ale's bitter teeth. Uh, the flavor is described as ruby red in color with a toasty malt body lurking beneath a stunning hop bite. Gotta love that malt body. Mm. Well, I, you know, the, I, the bitterness, I definitely taste the bitterness. And I guess that's part of the experience. And I don't hate it by I any means. I think that's natural with red ales. Yeah. Uh, so it's 8%. It's a little, hef- a little heavy. Uh, and it pairs well with root vegetables, red meats, and dark cellars. Hey, now. Ooh. Uh, this beer is only available in September, so probably there's only a few. I mean, I, there's still a lot in store, so I doubt they're going to be restocking them um, unless they continue to do that through October. I don't know. Uh, so my first, yeah, you know, you said chocolate, Dan. On the first, I don't taste it anymore, but on the first one, I can taste chocolate. Yeah, it's like I can taste chocolate. It's like immediate, and then. Kind of fades into like the normal red ale. There is a sweet 
it almost tastes like some sort of a fruit, like a dark fruit that I can't place. Okay. I don't know what it is. Passion fruit? Yeah, I mean not passion fruit. It's like I don't know. It's some it's some it's some f- like weird fruity sweet flavor a that's fig, mixed. Maybe in. maybe fig. Maybe fig. Hey. That's weird, but maybe fig. Shout out to my <laughs> shout out to my nonna. She's got fig trees on her back patio. She's actually growing me one since I bought a house now. That's really cool. Yeah. Next yeah, year I'll have a fig tree um, in my backyard. I'll just go ahead and uh, you want me to start with my ratings and everything? And Get just, after it, yeah. yeah. I love this. I've never had this before. I absolutely love Ooh. it. It's not something I'd like smash at a party, but it is delicious. I would a hundred <laughs> I would a hundred percent drink this with uh, with root vegetables. Maybe some uh, <laughs> what? Maybe some sweet potatoes, roasted sweet potatoes, and a steak. That are would you be making great. Are you making soups great. a lot, Jordan? Uh, you know, I do in the fall and winter make a lot of soups, mm, but I have okay. not started yet because it hasn't been too cold. You're um, talking about root vegetables. Yeah, make some broth. I I like it a lot. I love everything about it. I love. I love the aftertaste. I love the immediate flavor. The, the you know I, everything about it I like. Um, I would love to pour this in a glass. Apparently, it has a nice color too, which that would have been cool if I brought a glass. But I, I have would, like twenty of them in the cabinet in the kitchen. I am going to rank this fairly high. I'm going to give this a seven point eight, and wow. I would definitely buy this again. Yeah, hundred percent. Jimmy hasn't cracked into one yet, so he can't give his rating. We'll have him do his rating later. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go higher than I normally would as well. I'm not a big red ale guy. Uh, the only red ale I drink is Rally Drum, which is mm-hmm. also from Great Lakes. A lot of miles, um, but well, I mean, I only drink that because it's like it's a baseball beer, and I drink it on like opening weekend oh, yeah. for the baseball season. Um, so it really doesn't have anything to do with the fact that it's a red ale. It's the fact that it's called Rally Drum, and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Honestly, on on draft, it's not bad at all. Yeah. But I, I do like, like this. The uh, I was talking about the chocolate taste on the first uh, first sip, and um, I don't I don't get it anymore. It's more of like a red ale now, like a normal red ale. But it was good. I I enjoyed it a lot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven three. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I probably would not buy this again because it's just not my style of beer. Fair enough. Uh, we real quick. We agreed that anything over seven that that's pretty solid, right? That's is that yeah. what we concluded. I mean, that's, that's what generally, it seems. That's generally be. how it's. I mean, yeah, that's generally how the rating system goes. But. And and yeah, and when you look at like our trends over time, I think again, this was a good um, catch. I think from Paul from what he mentioned last uh, yeah I think last episode doing, that yeah. we've been a little generous with some of the numbers, and so. You know, we've got a lot in the seven to eight range. Very rarely do we get up in the nines. I think that's happened like once. Um, and we yeah, haven't nine, really gone nine has much. Gotta be, nine has got to be something like when we're done recording, we're going to get more. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Um, and very few times did we ever go really below like six. In fact, I don't know if we ever did until last week where we had plenty of <laughs> blind <laughs> We had, yeah, the blind, which yeah. I, I think I appreciate what that brought to the table and, oh, and it helped us get through. There's some, like, I've got a soft spot for certain breweries where yep. going in, I know that I'm going to rank them probably higher than like I ought you to. for Masthead, oh, 100%. Jordan for Fatheads. But if this, give me just one last thing, because to bounce off that, like, this beer speaks volumes over most pumpkin beers. Like, I just think this tastes better than your average pumpkin I like beer. this more than, like, all yeah. of, the, like, the, the the brown ales and the pumpkin mm-hmm. beers that we've been doing. I do like this yeah. style more than that. And, you know, speaking exactly to the the, the, 
the influence of the label. When we did Haunted Hayride the first time around, I gave it a 7.1. During the blind taste test, I gave it a 5.4. Like a, like a radical difference. And so yeah. I think that, that you know, right. it's when, just you're, the, yeah. when you're being a little bit honest it's the brewery uh, bias. with yourself, there's 100% brewery bias. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, I'm typically not crazy about Great Lakes. And so probably like the other direction in the past, I'd probably be unnecessarily unfair to them. This I like better than all the pumpkin stuff we've been doing recently. Still not super crazy about it. I'd probably go with like, I don't know, I'm feeling like 6.2. Okay. Um, wouldn't get it again. Uh, simply because it's uh, again not not my preferred style. I'm still so sucked into the. This, this is a crazy style of beer. This oh, like, this is aggressive. Is I'm and I'm still just such a sucker for the IPAs and for the sour stuff. Right. I like the I like the crazy bold flavors in a, in the other direction. These are this is definitely strong and bold. I mean, an eight percent beer again. You're not gonna you know throw back. Is that what this is? Yeah, eight, yeah. yeah. You're not gonna throw down more than a couple of these and. You know, it's aggressive and assertive. It's just in a different way that I don't typically go for. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i actually – I agree with you a lot. I think I went higher than you because um, even though it's not my style, of this style beer, like a red ale, this is one of my favorites that I've had. And I, admittedly, I haven't had a lot. But of the ones that I've had, this is really good. So I think that's why I went considerably higher than you. But I agree with everything you said. For sure. Jamie, what did you think? Uh, you know what? I'm going to release my opinion on <laughs> Patreon.com. Yeah, hey. There we go. <laughs> and, uh, which we're starting. After follow the our follow Patreon. Follow our Patreon that we don't have. To hear Jimmy's score. I'm drinking a uh, yeah. much better beer. Which we'll really Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd rather be drinking that right Nameless. now. <laughs> For sure. We got to stop bashing breweries. <laughs> we really hey, do. You guys are doing jo- Hey, Jimmy, though, what do you think of the, uh, the bottle art? Design? Love it. Yeah. Spooky season? Dark. I'm embracing everything spooky. Uh, topography? Phenomenal. Um, Great Lakes is just always so classic. It's hard to pass up. Yeah, their their uh, marketing is pretty phenomenal. Tough here. But uh, excited to try it. Yep. All right. Awesome. Is that everything we? Uh, yeah. I want to cover anything? That's else? all I really wanted to talk about the beer. I mean, I, I I think if you haven't had it, I think there's a lot of people who haven't had it because oh, what's an Imperial Red Ale or oh, it's a four pack. What. I would go try it. Just it's spooky season. Give well, yeah. it a shot. If, if you ask most different. folks, have you had a red ale? They'll say Killian's or no. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like this is not a style that you see a yeah. ton of. It's right. not one that's if you're frequently into the spooky done. vibes though. I would. I would. Uh, I would suggest. Or, this. Yeah. Or you just want something to pop. Like this is not going to be like most beers at all. You know. So yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, that's the beer of the week. Time to get caught up with the catch up with Jimmy. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to remain uh, somewhat local this week. I know the past weeks we've been kind of straying off. My fault. Uh, but this is kind of pretty cool. Uh, it is, but it's not. So Cleveland man uh, is acquitted of a murder charge in Cuyahoga County's first coronavirus-era jury trial. So this is the first uh, mm. trial with a jury since March, since COVID happened. Wow. Oh, wow. And you guys should see the pictures. It's kind of eerie. Um they're all socially distanced. They have plexiglass walls in between them. Everybody's oh, wearing a mask. Papers aren't passed around. Everything's virtual. So it's just becoming the new normal. But this is the first trial with a jury since, you know, wow. this all started. That's wild crazy. You imagine, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But. Well, yeah, imagine <laughs> imagine if you had – what, what if you had something that was on – you're on the hook for something at this that's, point that's in time. That's what I was trying to say. And you're just waiting. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of the things is, you know, you're – supposed to be entitled to a, a, a speedy trial right. you know by a jury of your peers blah 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 all the legalese doesn't really take into account 
pandemics that are airborne. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, that is, that's crazy. That's great. And you said he was acquitted? Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, it worked out his favor then. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he got away. Whatever it was, he didn't do it or got away with yeah, it. We don't have to get too much right, right. case. That's not really the nitty-gritty. Was he previously convicted and this was like an appeal or was this just like a straight <laughs> straight <laughs> Uh, you know what? It's a good question. Everybody go. Uh, well, because when up. you start, go, look, go to wait. We listen to our Patreon, and we'll discuss. <laughs> well, that. When, when you started that, when you started talking about that, I thought you were talking about one of those like cases where the guy gets convicted, and then like thirty years later, they no, reopen so this the ha- case. So this happened July sixth, twenty nineteen, uh, in oh, Broadview so Heights, I believe. Recent. Okay. Oh, he's from Broadview Heights. Yeah. So it's recent. Um, wow. So yeah, happened this past summer, and then you know the trial didn't happen until supposed to be March or so. Hmm. So now COVID pushed it back, blah, blah, Crazy. blah. But anyways, yeah, thought that was kind of wild. Let's move it on. Uh, Cleveland Browns attendance will be capped at 12. What the? <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland Browns is anyways, attendance will be capped at 12,000 this season. Shout out, Michael Stanley Ooh. Band. Says uh, Governor Mike DeWine. So I find that interesting. So that, he's capping it already? Yeah. So I mean, other teams in the league don't even have fans. Yeah. And we're wait. He said 000. he said he's capping it. Yeah, capped to twelve thousand. For now, though. Yeah. Not for the rest of the year. Which is probably is that right. probably about something like twenty twenty five percent. That's what is, just under sixty five. That's just under twenty percent. Okay. Is it sixty? About eighteen percent. So the capacity yeah. of First Energy is sixty seven thousand eight hundred ninety five. Yeah. So okay. it's about it's my it's about eighteen percent probably mm-hmm. eighteen nine. So before it was six thousand. Doubled it. Mm-hmm. We'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Has anybody I mean, looked cool. up resale ticket prices yet? Apparently, I was, they're not that expensive. I was talking to a buddy earlier, and like the like nosebleed seats are are like in the upper like hundred and fifty to two hundred oh, range. Maybe I'm wrong for like nosebleeds. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. So this was crazy. My buddy uh, Mike from the gym, shout out Mike. He was talking about how nobody down in Jacksonville gives a crap about the Jaguars right now, <laughs> and tickets. He was talking about like twelve rows back in the end zone. We're like yeah, hundred bucks, hundred and twenty five bucks. Wow. Yep. And so and with currently with the way airfare is, round he found round trip flights from Cleveland to Jacksonville for like fifty. So for wow. the price of your airfare and the ticket for essentially like a seat in the dog pound, you can go watch the Browns play wow. in November in Jacksonville. Wow. And I am thinking about it. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, so you get to go to a good if anybody area. wants me to go on assignment. Yeah, right. I'll head on over to Patreon, get me down there, <laughs> help pay, pay for my airfare. I'll take one for the team. Yeah. I'll go. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> yeah. So are we actually making? <laughs> are we actually going to make a Patreon account at this rate? We might need to. I think we should do it um, because uh, we're mentioning it a lot. Pay us money, you losers. Hey, I can't find you. On... All right, that's <laughs> that's ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what the, hey, the what, three of us on what Patreon. the don't pay Jordan what the ticket prices look like. Because I mean, who knows. Do it for the content. Right. Go on Instagram Live, Facebook yeah. Live. Yeah. Yep. Jump yep. in the pool. Twitch. Just wear a down there. TikTok. Everything. It'll work. We can make this happen. Just have like so we 10 we phones. We Let's should. record an episode from Jacksonville State. From Stadium. Jacksonville State. Let's actually follow through on we it. We could probably get a booth than, uh, for cheap. We all pull <laughs> Rather than like, like us talking for two years about doing a Haunted Hayride episode and not doing it. <laughs> I, again, the logistics of that, I Impossible. just feel like aren't going <laughs> to. I don't think they are. I, I think we could have done it, but hey. If there's a will, there's a way, right? There obviously is not enough will. There's all always right. next year. That's Moving fair. on. <laughs> Third and final topic. We all know Machine Gun Kelly. We've talked yeah. about him plenty of times. Yep. Ooh, so, we like, yeah. 
So last week, I should have mentioned this last week, but we had Taco I know, Paul. I know what this is about. Uh, yeah. He opened a coffee shop um, in the flats, I yep. believe, around the flats. And it is called the 27 Club, 27 Coffee Club. And I didn't know this. Did you know why it's called the 27 Club Coffee? Do we well, know why? Because of all the celebrities that died at 27. Look at this mm-hmm. guy. Well, that's what the 27 Club is. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, called 27 Coffee right. Club. Um, so yeah, uh, he's getting a lot of backlash apparently for the name. People uh, don't like. If it. you don't understand who Machine Gun Kelly is, you have no business complaining <laughs> well, about that name. <laughs> yeah, right, Twenty Seven Club Coffee. My fault. Uh, but yeah, people are kind of mad at the name, and also when he opened it, the grand opening. There's really no social distance. Nobody's wearing masks. But you know. So I actually have Kelly. something to say about that because mm-hmm. I didn't know that was what that was. I was there for the race. You were there too. You didn't realize that that was going on, Ryan. Oh, that was uh, happening when we were in that, that 5K? all those crowds were. Remember, uh, we were like, is it like a baby shower? Like, was, right. Was is he there? He and Megan Fox were there, and we had oh, no idea. Get I'm out. so mad I didn't know. Because <laughs> I would have You wanted to see Megan, thumbs, Megan Fox's stubby thumbs? Uh, sure. Count me in. <laughs> um, that woman is objectively perfect in all other aspects. I've actually of... never even noticed her thumbs, but I need to look this up. Yeah, I don't know it. why you're looking at her thumbs. Well, I'm not. He's a thumb That's guy. Looking no, at exactly. He's a thumb guy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, this is really cool though because I don't like. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if like the coffee. It, he he actually is roasting his own coffee. Is that correct? Or is well, he have somebody not. else? No, no. I mean, like, is his comp is the Twenty Seven Club roasting their own coffee, or they have are they importing coffee? Uh, uh, I don't know. Because I saw him like in the back with a big roaster and i was like oh are they a roaster could be because if they're a roaster i'm so excited something about we should this. try i'm honestly i'm, I'm gonna sure try it either way i'm this article really doesn't go into it too much but they do uh name some of their <coughs> drinks so uh coffee named house strip and cocktails named sex dope and cheap thrills as well as lithium lemonade sounds this like is, an episode uh, of lotl this is an mgk owned <laughs> business yeah yeah we need to do a review. I assume Absolutely. the lithium. I assume that's a reference. We should to, get him on the podcast. I assume the lithium is a reference to Nirvana, which is a reference to Kurt Cobain, who's a part of the Twenty Seven Club. So yes, look at Jordan. There we go. <laughs> and just to be clear, the Twenty Seven Club. We're talking about like famous musicians who all like seem to die House, at the age of twenty seven. Right, uh, Jimmy. Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin. James Dean. Right, James Dean. I think. That's Pretty crazy. Sure he was twenty-seven. Yeah, that's wild. There's a bizarre amount of speaking of uh, spec- speaking of musicians and famous people passing away. Eddie oh, Van Halen today. R.I.P. Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Only sixty-five. Throat yeah. cancer, man. That's I knew he was sick for a long young. time. I didn't. I like. I. I didn't like, even know he was sick. Honestly, I knew he was sick, but and I think I remember it being throat cancer. But I like when when I saw the notification that he passed today, I'm like, wait, what? And then I saw it, and I'm like, "Oh, that makes sense. I remember that." I mean, this year just keeps. My dad, my dad has sent me a couple of Van Halen videos on, on text message. Yeah, the year 2020 just keeps on kicking. Yeah, dude. really. Neil dude. Pert before that from Rush, the yeah. greatest drummer of all time. Yeah. Uh, passed away. He was also, I think, around 65, 66. It may have been last year, but didn't um, didn't the guy from the Cars pass this year mm-hmm. too? Yeah. Yeah. From Cleveland. There, yeah. Uh, God, I can't. Of course, I can't remember his name. And you <laughs> love the Cars. They're like my, my one of my favorite older bands. Um, yeah. But there she goes uh, again. There's so many, so many great, great singers that Is we it lost Rick this year. Rick Yeah, Rick oh, Kasich. Yep, yep. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Because the other one, the other singer, passed away in, in the late '90s, I believe. Um, Just crazy, man. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, boys, there you yeah. go. 
Got up. Awesome. Up. Go to the 27 Club. Check out a new local coffee spot. Oh, yeah. we're going. Dude, oh, I, yeah. I saw, uh, what was it? I think Fox 8 or something did a feature on it. And uh, the interior is pretty it's, wild. It's uh, very modern. Yeah. Well, like. Postmodern? Yeah. It's a lot Probably of pink. He's like obsessed with pink. Yeah, now. yeah. He has like pink fingernails and yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did the you pink guys, guitar from the, did anyone? He's hear, so punk album. rock, yo. Right. Did anyone here meet Josh Roberts, my buddy, who came from Michigan? Came, he came a couple, so. maybe a month ago. Didn't you hang out with us? Yeah, you were there. We went to a Plank. Yeah, he has. Oh yeah, he has the same hair that that Machine Gun Kelly has. Because he's obsessed with Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, really? So I was like, Josh, you got to come down. Oh, is that because... the guy that said he was a Juve fan? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, he liked the pink jerseys. Yeah, I'm uh, telling you. Yeah. So, but anyways, I told him to come down and check it out. So, but yeah, I'll probably see it even before that because I just, I'm curious now. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. Uh, let's uh, let's get in some spooky vibes. It's officially October and uh, we're going to be doing a uh, spooky segment every single week leading up to Halloween. And uh, we're going to do our top five this week, and we're doing our top five favorite Halloween candies. All of us, except maybe Jordan, went trick-or-treating when we were young. <laughs> yes. Did, did you go trick-or-treating? I did not go trick-or-treating. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, it's because you were an HLB. This is true. If you don't know what that is, look it up. <laughs> yeah, look it up. We'll, we'll tell if you on our Patreon If you don't know what that is, page. you're also an HLB. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm not going to say it on here because it's not kid-friendly. um so yeah top five halloween candies and uh i wanted to do this because you know we all have different tastes it also kind of relates to our poll question which we'll get into after this um but i want to go around the room and see what and jordan i know you didn't go trick-or-treating but i know you're a i do like candy you're a lover of candy so i I am aware of what candy is so you (laughs) do you want to start us off then yes I, (laughs) i will um number five for me is snickers Love good Snickers, especially the mini ones. Because you're always in a bad mood. That's right. I got to get those Snickers to That's right. get me lit up. Um, number four, probably peanut M&Ms. I don't know. I love peanuts. I love chocolate and <laughs> Jimmy's just shaking his head at you right now. <laughs> my oh, list is going to be like, yeah. oh, Peanut allergy over might here. Well I, skip forgot. Mine. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Yours is going to be bizarre. Terrible. Uh, number three, cookies and cream by Hershey's. Which like Jordan little... didn't remember. The I name forgot the name of them. He's like, "What's the name of those?" The, the white that chocolate, white chocolate bar, the white with chocolate the, with the with Oreo the crumbles. with the crumbles in them. Uh, those are so delicious. Those are I, those are number three because they're too delicious. Big white like, chocolate fan. Huh? They're almost like they're so good that if you have them, you're like, ah, "Well, nothing's gonna top this." So I might as well stop eating candy right now. I don't know. I'm not a big sweets guy. I have a weird relationship with sweets. Have you ever had a cavity? <laughs> nope. Probably because I don't eat a lot of sweets. Number two, Twix. Love He's Twix. very carnivorous. Uh, yes. Number one, Reese's. Can't go wrong with Reese's. Especially like the holiday Reese's, like yes. the pumpkins. That is the a Christmas. very shaped, the shaped That's ones. A key yeah, distinction. Yeah, the, the Easter yeah. eggs. Oh, There's yeah. also another key to uh, Reese's that I'll get into when it's oh, my turn. You know why I think the holiday Reese's are the best is because they're it's a thinner layer of chocolate. Oh, it's so, so much you, less chocolate, and it's just enough chocolate though that it's perfect. The ratio is far <laughs> far Good better. Ratio. Good with ratio. The Peanut with, butter with, and chocolate. With the cups, you got that like crust. That's like if you're into chocolate, you probably love it. But it's a little too thick for me. It's a little too hard and too thick. But 
Um, okay, there's a joke in there, but I'm just gonna let it lie. Oh, too was, obvious. It's too obvious. I was kind of hoping. Yeah. I was kind of <laughs> setting you guys much. up, but nobody it's wanted to buy easy. it. So. It's too easy. It's yeah. <laughs> Daniel, enlighten us about Reese's and, and, and hit us with your five. Okay, I'll go. Uh, so number five for me, peanut M and M's, just like Jordan hey. said. Pe- I, right. I think they're the best M and M's. I thought I was crazy saying that, but I'm and glad. And trick or treating, you always got like the fun size ones, and when you just open and pop them in your mouth, and it's just a. Okay, that was. There's another one there. Phrasing. Uh, Snicker, <laughs> Snickers is on my list as well. So Jordan and I are two for two. Uh, three might be one that nobody has. A hundred grand. Oh, those oh, are terrible. Okay. Oh, yeah, you like get out. Awful. Like get an, out. That's like oh, an old person candy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what Werther's is an old person candy? <laughs> not a hundred grand. Nah. Hundred grand is like everything like... that's good. It's it's chocolate covered with, uh, like the 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 rice the krispies that are inside crunch. And then like caramel oh, in the middle. Maybe I do like these. Oh, they're maybe fantastic. I, do like you, I don't think you just don't remember what they are. I think I might be mistaking it for something else. Uh, number two, Kit Kat. Oh, oh I forgot. About it's got to be on yeah, everybody's Kit-Kat. list. Yeah, that's, that's frozen Kit Kat. By the mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. Oh, didn't know that. That leads me into my Reese's. If you don't freeze your Reese's, but Reese's, sorry, before because I know that's controversial. Reese's versus Reese's. Uh, if you don't freeze your Reese's. You're not doing it right. Okay, wait. Freeze or refrigerate? Because I've free. I I like Fre- refrigerating them, but I've never frozen they, them. Freeze because they still don't like freeze. Like you can still bite into it. It's just so hmm. cold, and it's fantastic. I didn't know that. I don't mean that. to interrupt. This is a daunting topic on my mind. Did you guys grow up with cold birthday cake too, or is that just me? No, that's uh, ice cream cake. No, no, just regular no, birthday cake. Was it yeah. ever cold? Like we in did. the fridge? Yeah. yeah, like you put it in the fridge uh, when you we, get it. We almost cold? had to I don't in Houston think so. because of the humidity oh, and the yeah. roaches. Like you almost had to. <laughs> you almost had to. I'm dead serious. You almost no, had I, to I, do that. Yeah. So that's. I thought you were going to say because no, the I'll humidity and the heat. No, no it's I'll the never, humidity and the roaches. I'll never forget. My aunt baked my aunt baked banana bread once and just lightly covered it with like a napkin. And we didn't know she did this. The next day, we turned on the lights. It's like, psh, like all Ooh. these roaches scattered. Oh, no, like, dude, oh, dude, that's horrifying. And that's why you It's because of the heat and the humidity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> uh, so that's my top five. Yeah. And no, Jimmy, no. I think that's just a you thing that you grow. And that's your mom, right? That's, yeah. Yeah, because Jen was telling me about this as well. About Fro- how, like, frozen everything. I, Shout I'll out, be Jen. over at Jen's apartment, and I'll be looking for something. And I'm like, where's the blah, 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 blah thing? And she goes, oh, it's in the fridge. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's like every – Any candy, All kinds cookies. of nonsense that you normally would not put in a fridge. It's always there for oh, her. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. All the time, it's all it's all kinds of obscure crap that you would never expect. That's 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 interesting. Shout out to Sheila Pasarczyk, yeah, but I go. know you're not listening. Hey, you guys, <laughs> Sheila. Chances of y'all getting food poisoning oh, goes down Sheila. quite a bit. That's, that's, that's fair, and no roaches, and no roaches, and no roaches. So yeah, all right. Uh, my top five, number five is nerds. I love nerds. nerds. Really, most most of my top five is chocolatey, except for this one. I love okay. nerds. Man, I had uh, no, I had all chocolate. Yeah, I think you both did. Yeah, I don't. Uh, eat, I don't really like. I can't even swallow some of that stuff. That stuff's nasty. It's just too sweet. It's just you gross. Gotta just rolls right off. You just, stop. Just rolls phrasing. right off the tongue. You're doing it on purpose. At Has this anyone point. seen Archer? <laughs> yes, oh I know exactly what. Yes, phrasing. Yeah. Phrasing. Uh, number four is <laughs> is either uh, almond joy or mounds. Either one. I love them both. Love coconut. Ew. Love coconut. That's a big so, L. Either one of those. Uh, perfect. Thank uh, you very much. Um, you have puke noises. No, th- <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, what was this? Uh, number three. I did this by memory. This was a bad choice. Uh, Snickers. Uh, 
Okay. Snickers is number three. I, res- yep. I can respect that. And the rest of mine is going to be pretty familiar. Number two is Kit Kat. Yep. And then number one is Reese's. Reese's. Hey, there we go. So again, right. specifically mm-hmm. the holiday. I'll, I'll say yeah. this. At, you know, Reese's gets all the pub, and rightfully so, but... Man, Kit Kat. I Kit had a Kats hard right time. There. I had a hard time Kit not Kats. putting Kit Kat one. I'm yeah. actually shocked. Ashamed I forgot of, about ashamed Kit of yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what I would have replaced it with, but Kit Kat's very good. <laughs> Top tier quote. And then, real quick before we move on, I have like my my anti. Top. Oh. I want to be really clear. If you're a candy corn person oh. or a red vine person, you're a psychopath. Oh. We're probably not going to be friends. You're definitely a sociopath. Good go. segue, Ryan. Let's start with number five. Oh, no. I, t- I take my oh, fist bump no. back. You absolute savage. You know what? Probable future brother-in-law is oh. fighting. Oh, I had this conversation with my friends the other day, and we talked about it. Candy corn is the most underrated. Oh, candy. get out. I'm gonna, you get know what I'm going to get you? I'm going to get you this year for Christmas a candle so you can snack on it because that's tell, <laughs> that's what you're telling me you do. You chew on candle wax for fun. Jimmy is literally the most indispensable oh. part of this podcast, and I want to kick him out right now. We could so not do this show without bad. him. And I want to kick him out. I'm going to clip that, what you just said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, so just anytime, the there you go. Mad part. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime we start making money and we want to negotiate, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy's going to be like, well, you said. I'll have that clip ready to go on that soundboard. Right. All right. So, yeah, candy corn, phenomenal. Ugh. Number five. Number four, cowtails. Ooh, okay. I'm with you there. Right? Oh, I'm with you with cowtails. When you first, caramel? Mm-hmm. It took me a yeah. second yeah. to yeah. remember what those were. Is it oh, caramel? Yeah. Is, yeah, is that what I'm so. thinking of? I believe so. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a cream caramel outside with, like yeah. with a cream. cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cowtails are, are good. Yeah, those are solid. Cowtails yeah. number four, number three, Whoppers. Mm, no. Listen again. Let me. Let me. I, I, I don't vote hate Whoppers. <laughs> let me say this again. I know we said this earlier. Peanut allergy. Uh, right, 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 literally right. will kill me. So yeah, I so, can't yeah. eat any he of the good stuff you're talking about. Well, I understand that, but there's better stuff than Whoppers. But also, you notice there's a theme. Another chocolate guy. Yeah. Which I mean, is foreshadowing with yeah. our poll. It's funny that you said that because number two, I have sour Skittles. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Sour Skittles. Those, those are the best Skittles. Those hurt my mouth. I, was I like myself. But they like they hurt oh, my I mouth. I feel like I have a yeah. cavity afterwards. Yeah. But. They're oh, delicious. I'm just. I'm not a sour guy. I'm just not. Airhead Extremes. Do you like those? No. Warheads. Never got into that craze. I'm not saying sour yeah. gummies. Oh yeah. I mean, sour I've had all the sour things. That's just Jen's favorite. Sour gummies. Yeah. She's addicted to those. Sour no, Patch Kids. All the time. It's a problem. Yeah. Sour Patch Kids. I do and love Sour Patch. I mean, I like Sour Patch Kids. I'm just not a sour guy. I don't know what it is. Number What's one. number one? <laughs> number one. <laughs> Kit Kats. Yeah. That's the only See, good oh. chocolate I can eat. Right. Besides yep. that or just like straight up Hershey's Crunch Kisses. Bars. Right. I don't think I can eat. You know what? I can't. I had my first Crunch Bar last year. Yeah, you can have Crunch, right? I, I didn't know that. It yeah, always says right. like made was... in a factory that... And sometimes oh. I just rolled the dice, which isn't a good idea because yeah. I was in the hospital about a month ago. So just forget oh, yeah. I ever said that. Yeah. The lawsuit with Gecko still pending. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> Never have a oh, deal still, with them. We're still thinking about it. All right. So that's our top five. Uh, I'm sure people are going to have varying opinions. And let's prove it. So let's talk about our poll of the week. Our poll of the week is which style Halloween candy is best. We've got three options that we tweeted. Uh, the options were sweet, sour, and chocolate. Uh, now, a lot of people say, well, chocolate's sweet, but chocolate's like it's 
there are two different types of suite. Right. There's to me like just the suite category meant right. things like Airheads and yes. Nerds and yeah. and Twizzlers and all yeah. that. And what's the what's child candy? Yeah. What's the what's the freaking candy <laughs> that comes in the Smarties? Smarties. Smarties. Yeah. That's what I, when I'm saying sweet. That's what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever take those, leave them in the wrapper, and like? Like pound them all up and smoke then like them? smoke them. No, because I'm not a drug oh, addict. Yeah. <laughs> Never done that. Never did that. Can't nope. There we go. There we go. We're two for two. I snorted them. No. <laughs> you yeah, snort, grow you up. Snorted something yeah. else in your <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Thanksgiving. Right. Clip that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Poll of the week. Uh, I don't have, a, do you have the results. Oh, okay, go. guess who does? Me. All right. Uh, so not a lot of sour people. Six percent sour. Wow. Jimmy voted. Uh, you're the only guy. Of course you did. 28%. Sweet. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my 67% old 67% chocolatey. Not surprising. Not surprising. I feel like chocolate's like always yeah, I mean, dominate, who doesn't like chocolate? Even like people that don't really care about chocolate, they're still like, oh yeah, but chocolate's good. You know what I mean? We should have like, just said, what's the best chocolate? That would have been a good debate. Darker so milk? 4,000 well, we'll like, million what, versions candy. of chocolate. You could have just said like the top four Halloween chocolate candies. Right. Like if we if <laughs> we, 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 put it, we definitely would have had like well, a hey, much more controversial next, answer. Why not, what, next week yeah, we could we do Kit Kats oh, versus uh, Reese's or something like that. Oh, no. That's, we are doing spooky season heavyweight for the title. next month. That's so. the heavyweight title right That there. is the heavyweight belt. Or, uh, well, no. Never mind. We should what? do that. Tourney style. Bracket. We should do a bracket. Why not a, a candy, a Halloween candy bracket? Ooh, I like that. But then the seeding gets controversial. People right? Like, no, they're not a twelve seed. They're blah blah blah. Yeah, it'll never be perfect, but I still say we do it. Yeah. I think we should. Let's do it. I Twitter poll. We should. Okay. All right. So we got that knocked out. Uh, that's our spooky aspect of the podcast tonight. Uh, let's talk some sports, and we got some spooky stuff to talk about in that because the Cleveland Indian season is over, and it went out like a fart in the wind. Um, lost. Are you, what are you doing? I didn't. I was singing the O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts theme song, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like we have microphones now that pick up everything. And here I'm trying. I'm trying to segue, and here you guys going, <laughs> killing it. Like what is going on? God, we're trying to make money off this thing. All right. Well, Cleveland Indians. Like I said. Fart in the wind. Uh, they go out wimpingly. Is that a word? We'll make it a word. Okay. Sure. Uh, get swept by the Skankies in the wild card round um, in the most Indians choke worthy way possible by having a lead in the top of the ninth at home and having our closer, who hadn't blown a save all year, blow it in the most important game of the year. I mean, the there was a collection of things that had not happened all year <clears throat> that went completely backwards in that two-game series. Ugh. Delano to Shields in center field had been locked down all year long, just lays an egg. What, Brad is, Hand, what is with our, our outfielders I, not being able to make plays I don't in big understand. games? I don't know. Yeah, Naquin did it last year, two years ago, multiple. I don't World, know. Series. World, World Series. series yeah. Oh, yeah. That, God, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, that yeah. too. Uh, Him yeah, and Lonnie Chisholm. Oh, poor Lonnie. R.I.P. Lonnie's calves. Oh, I, um, thought, I thought he died for a second. I no. Like, Did I miss that? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Just, as, just as calves. Just as calves. <laughs> um, it only when it mattered. 
Uh, yeah, Brad Hand had been perfect on the year, 16 for 16, and yeah, blows uh, a lead in the playoffs. How about Bieber? Bieber. Oh, had been, Bieber hadn't Egg given up eggs. runs like that since like his eighth. He hadn't given up more than five the, runs he, in a start since his rookie they season. They said he gave up more runs in that game than he did for the first like six starts he had for the oh, year. Oh, easily. Like, yeah, I mean, he and he's going to win the Cy Young borderline yeah. MVP. Yeah. And he just... He, it was his I, first I, start in the playoffs. Yeah, he... Somebody said this at the gym the other day, and it's got me nervous. I'm really afraid of him being Kluber-esque and that he's going to be elite during the regular season. Mm-hmm. And then just playoff time, we've either driven up his pitch count, which this year we can't use the pitch count example because yeah. we played 60 games. Right. Um, but, you know, is he going to get the get the yips every time we hit the play, uh, yeah, postseason? I, I think it's his first postseason. I wouldn't be too worried about it. But, yeah. But I understand yeah. what you're saying. Right. And just, just like it was one thing after another after another. It just that didn't, game it didn't two, pan out. That game two had like game seven vibes. Like yeah. some of the stuff that was going on, you'd be like, "Oh, the Indians got it now." And then like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah. The uh, I'll Yankees tell you what, another the, home the, run. Uh, <laughs> the Yankees played that game like it was a game seven because yeah. I I think both teams felt like if that got to a game three, that the Indians were going to have an enormous advantage because when you look at game one, yeah, we had Shane Bieber, but they had Garrett Cole. Game three, we have Zach Plesac, who had been great mm-hmm. through the whole year, mm-hmm. save him from you know getting suspended for going out in Chicago in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but when he was actually pitching, he was great. But the Yankees didn't have that counterpart on the other end. I don't even know who they were going to start in game three. Yeah, we, I, I don't even know. No either. idea. So yeah, like, we so if the Indians decided. were somehow able to win that game too – the pendulum swings way back in favor of the Indians. Well, and we're still at home too. I mean, that's the thing that kills yeah. me is not only do we get swept and swept feels like a strong term for a two game series, but at the end yeah. of the day, we lost back to back games at home. If not, being at home, like with all this stuff this year, it's all relative because. Well, I mean, fan wise, I don't even care about the fan perspective. But, but, I mean, having the last ups. La- yeah. Okay. I mean, I agree ball, with that. Not yeah. even the ballpark either. Just right. just by virtue of having last ups, I feel so much more confident and. Game one was, like I said, a complete disaster. And if you had asked, if you told me that going into a playoff game versus the Yankees, if we, the, if the Indians were going to score more than six runs, I'd say it's in the bag. It's ours. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt, I'd right. put all my money on it. Right. And well, that game was so bizarre. I mean, y'all are up 4 1, and then you blow that, and then you go up again, and then you blow that, and then you go up again. Freaking Gio Urshela. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with oh. the, the grand okay, irony of yeah, that. Can we yeah. talk about him? I was watching the game last night, well, it was, and I'm like, this clown man is like an, a star. Like, what is this? I, yeah, whatever. I don't he, know. he could barely crack our infield back <laughs> in the day when he was with he, us. He couldn't well, hit my fastball. I feel like his defense was always solid, but like his his offense was so. Oh, disgusting. he's a he's a he was he's like, always was a stud defensive. Player. And it wasn't even he like could never oh, hit. It wasn't oh he's hitting like two hundred or something. Maybe yeah. we could. No, it was like awful. It would be like well, I don't even know what his average was, but it was like you can't put him in the lineup. Like yeah. it's just a guaranteed strike. That, there's a reason why the Indians let him go. Like they didn't even like he's still a young player, young prospect. They didn't even try and get anything for him. They just let him go. Yeah, he got DFA'd. Stupid. And then he goes to the Yankees. And he added he like a hundred. It's not. It's not. It's, batting average. it's not even because we've we've heard it for the last two years. Like like oh Gio Urshela like he's on the Yankees and he's raking. It's the fact that he literally took the knife that we stabbed him in the back end by cutting him, took it out of his back, and stabbed us in the heart with it by hitting that freaking grand slam. Yeah. 
and for him, I mean, I gotta admit, how how good would that feel, right? Oh, amazing! You know, amazing like for, for him. Like it sucks for us, but he had to feel yeah. like a stud. I mean, he has no loyalty to us. No, like, we, no, like no. He, he's he's not from here, like we are, and we and we cut him. Yeah, so I mean, like, if, if I put myself in that's his what situation, he wanted to do. I would do the exact same thing. If a team right. let me go, oh. yeah, and you know, Clint Frazier was trying to do the same thing. Oh, I know. So I mean, he hit a home run last night yeah. against the Rays, but. So his average wasn't as bad as I thought, but it's significantly worse than what he's doing now. So uh, it was two two five in twenty fifteen, two two four in twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's bad. He was no right, but yes, and over it, over. A, yeah, your point is proven right here. So even if with Toronto's two three three, and then it's three fourteen and uh, in twenty nineteen and two ninety eight this year. Yeah, last year he he yeah. was he was the Yankees everyday third baseman hit three fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Can you imagine if we like? Could you imagine if we had that? Like, we do at our third base. We have Jose. Right, but then Jose could have played third. But Jose could have played, played second. second. And I love Kip, but Kip could have been right. Yeah, I mean, you know, platoon guy. Yeah, dirt bag is dirt bag. I love, I, mean, I love him, but I love Kip, but you know, whatever. He's not Jose, or, and he's not what Gio Rochelle has turned into. Um. So that leads us to what's next. What's next for the tribe? I mean, fittingly, we had Chris Antonetti come out in the media today uh, bemoaning the fact that the Indians have lost tens of millions of dollars because of the pandemic, and he essentially told the media that they're going to cut salary again, which we all knew was coming. I think in a, even in a non-pandemic year, if they had a normal year this year, I think they would probably try and cut salary again. I think the Dolans are setting up to sell the team, and I hope – see, this is – I'm going to get off on a little bit of a tangent here, but uh, the Indians lease with the city of Cleveland and Progressive Field, I think is up in like 2023. It's up in like three years. What I don't want to see is them sell the team to somebody who has no ties to Cleveland before that date. Uh, if, if that's the case, I'd rather stick it out, have them own the team until 2023, re-up the lease, and then sell the team. Because... If there's there there are there are guys out there that have billions of dollars and want to own a baseball team, but they don't necessarily want to own it in Cleveland. If they look at a team that has a lease that's coming up, and they have no attachment to the city, they see it as an opportunity where, hey, the team's already going to rebrand. Mm-hmm. They're they're not going to you know we might be the Cleveland Indians next year, but after that, probably not going to be the Indians you know after next year, you know. So it's an idea for a total rebrand, and then if you sell the team to somebody who has no ties to the city before you re-up the lease with the city, he has no uh, what's the obligation to re-up with the city. I right. mean, if if another city that does, like say like a Las Vegas comes and says, "Hey, we got football now, we got hockey, we're looking to get baseball." Who I mean, who knows? I mean, it's not entirely. That's out of hard the to think about the Indians moving out of Cleveland. I mean, but <laughs> the Browns moved out of Cleveland. Yeah, we've had experience with this. We've done this yeah. before. I mean, I don't think. I think that Cleveland baseball has enough. Well, see, I was about to say I think we have a long enough track record in in, in Cleveland with baseball that the league wouldn't let them move. But you could have made that argument about the Browns, and then look what happened with Odell. So I don't think they're gonna. I don't think Indians are gonna move. I think. I. I mean. I just can't I don't th- I don't that. think it'll happen, but but people would have said the exact same thing about the Browns. Nobody. Whoa, well, right? You know right. what I mean? That, I, people I would have know. said the exact same thing about 
you know, Modell on the Browns. I like, know, ah, he's bluffing. He's not going to go anywhere. And then look what that, happened. Like, like this is this is like doomsday scenario I'm bringing up, but right. it, but it is there. It's an option on the table. I, I don't. There think, have been yeah. rumors about the Dolan selling the Indians for the last five years. Right. And well, yeah, the way always, that they're, they're managing always griping the team, about money. Yeah, but I, mean, I feel like I mean it could just as easily be that someone just buys them and keeps them in Cleveland. That, yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's, oh, absolutely. that's what we're talking right, about. Right, but I mean, yeah. like I'm saying, like I want to guarantee that I want the Dolans to own because the Dolans aren't going to move the Indians. They're from Cleveland. They're if they're going to own the Indians for the long term, they're going to re up their lease with the city and with the ballpark, and they're going to stay. Um, I'm saying like somebody comes in that doesn't have any ties to the city, and they see an asset that's able to potentially move to a better market for them to make more money. Because whether we like it or not, we love the Cleveland Indians. We love them in Cleveland. It's hard to make a ton of money on the Cleveland Indians in in our market. Um, especially especially if you want to feel the competitive team every year. I don't know though, because like they made a ton of money during the playoffs the last few years. I think it's just like I I don't know. I never understand the dynamics of that because like. You have like small market teams that win titles, and you think, "Oh, this is it! Like this is when." And then they just break the team up the next year. So I, well, I yeah, don't you know. Look at, you look at the Marlins. They uh, yeah. they've been in the playoffs two years in their existence. They won the, World won the World Series both years, both times. and then they completely blew up the team the year after. Both times doesn't even make sense. And they're cool. they're. I'm not saying I'm not going to say they're on the verge of doing it again, but they haven't they lost won, yet. They won oh, the wild, they did lose today. They yeah. lost today, but they won the wild card round. They're now into the divisional round against the Braves. But um, well, that's yeah. the thing. At the end, when you're looking at the like the value of a sports franchise, there's two. Like there's the big picture. Like what's the valuation of the team? What could the owner, if they wanted to, sell it for at any given point in time? But then there's also the like the day to day, the year to year. Are we making or losing money? And that sure. includes the payroll. That includes ticket sales. That includes all of these various factors. And I get that the Dolans don't have a great TV deal. They have a small market team in a in, in the middle of the Midwest. Like I, I understand all the things. But if you want to field a competitive team, Moneyball can only carry you so far. There needs mm-hmm. to be some investment somewhere. And well, that's why blowing the World Series in sixteen hurts even worse, right? Because right. that was that was because our they shot. did spend money, yeah. Like, and even the year after, they went out and they signed Encarnacion. They, you know, they made a commitment. They just couldn't follow all the way through on it. And now we're seeing the effects where, where yeah, we, they can't be a team that has a hundred fifty million dollar payroll every year for ten years. The Indians can maybe do it one or two years every decade, but they can't. They can't do it. They can't sustain that every single year like a team like the Yankees or even you know Houston who's in a much bigger media market Dodgers Boston yeah well the yeah. Dodgers are in their own league yeah <laughs> well, and speaking of the Dodgers in Boston and you could throw New York in there I mean that's uh, what are the, who, where are we betting Frankie goes because there's absolutely zero chance that we he's going keep, to the Yankees you think it's Yankees I think so it's the Yankees or the Dodgers do they do the Dodgers need him though like is that a position they need? I, t- t- I mean, yeah, I, I get. Do I get, the Yankees yeah. need him? Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The Yankees, have, the, the, Yankees I, have, I actually, the Yankees have Glaber Torres at shortstop. Yeah. yeah, if I'm the Indians, I'd rather trade him to a National League team. So I, oh, hundred percent. At worst, I have to see right. him the World Series. I mean, they're going to trade him to whoever gives them the best offer. Right. Which I bet, I bet, see, I, I, I agree. It's probably going to be one of those big teams, but I wouldn't be surprised by any means if like a mid market or even small market team like. 
Because look at what San Diego did and like yeah, some I mean, of the yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, just, if, if a team just wants to sell jerseys and like get some yeah. excitement going, like well, they might and, invest in and that. And Philly's done know. it the past couple of years. Bryce yeah. Harper. You know, yeah. I think it, Philly's he, a big enough market. Yeah, though. Philly's pretty big. True. San Diego, say. though, that, that's a good San Diego example. blew me away that is, that is when a good that example. happened. I was blown away when they yeah. did that. Um, yeah, I just, I, I'm. I'm to the point where I just, I just, I know. I'll tell you I, I, what. Would I love to see him go to like Milwaukee and like team up with Yelich and, you know, do that? Yes. But I'm to the point where I'm just sold to the fact that he's going to go to the Yankees or the Dodgers. I tell you what, too, his his interview, and I can't blame him. I by can the way. see Frankie, Lin's, Frankie Lindor in pinstripes. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I get and it. it makes me sick. Yeah, it'd be stupid. Yeah. I, uh, his interview with, I think, the Athletic afterwards was pretty telling. They, they oh, straight yeah. up, they like, they asked him, like, like they asked him, I think word for word, can can the Indians afford you? Yeah, and, and he, he said, said yeah, yes, they're billionaires. They're billionaires. Which he's not wrong. <laughs> no, he's not. Wrong. He's not answer. wrong at all. Right, it's fantastic. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, like, well, what? See, what he's trying to do, and what what he's when he did in the off season too, mm-hmm. is when he leaves or when they trade him, it's to make it's to make him not be the bad guy. Which I'm not. I, if, even if he didn't say anything, I'm not going to say he's the bad guy because no, go he's get not. go get what you like. If I was. 13 again like when albert bell left the indians and went to the white Sox, or manny ramirez left and went to the red Sox, and i got mad like i'm not that anymore like i understand the economics of baseball i understand like you get what you can because you don't know if you can get it again like it's different it's a little bit different in baseball because everything's guaranteed and teams are giving out these ridiculous 13-year contracts and the way, and the way like the the sport is you'll have even some of the best teams just collapse and not be able yeah. to do it, like the Dodgers right. and even the Yankees in recent years. Oh, God, but the Dodgers don't win the World Series this year. They're never going to win it. I, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what else <laughs> they could do. Like, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. I uh, And then also, you know, we talked about the Indians are probably going to cut the payroll again. Um, I think Santana's going to walk at $17.5 million. I mean, if he plays like he did this year, I don't want him back at any number. Um, Brad Hand, $7 million. He's a free agent. He's going to walk. He's not coming back. Again, another guy. I don't want him back either. Yeah. Uh, and then Lindor's making 17 and a half. You trade him, we're probably trading him for prospects. So, I mean, right there, you're looking at over $40 million cut from the payroll from three players. And then even that, I mean, if they want to totally try and strip this team down, Carrasco's making $10 million. You could possibly put him on the block. You could get a lot for Carrasco. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, if we if they're gonna go with a full gut job, we could right. we could really. I mean, you could get a. We could probably get a prospect for Naquin. We could probably get. Sure. Um, but Naquin's like Naquin's not. I mean, I don't know what he's making, but I'm saying like there's plenty of you know oh, Cesar sure. Cesar Hernandez sure. had a hell of a year. Yeah, we could he's we a free we agent we again, could. Oh, did, was he only one year deal? He's a one year. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah. that, that's out the window. But, but but I I I did hear that Tito's planning to come back next year. So that tells me that they're gonna try and cut corners again, like they have been, and try and piecemeal their way into a potential contender, and they're not gonna strip it all down. Um, so it's gonna be another frustrating off season where the Indians cut a bunch of payroll. But still try to sell us on the fact that oh, we got Tito and uh, the the mo- the richest stat that they always throw in our face is the fact that we have the winningest record in the American League in the last like six years, okay. which is awesome because it's translate translated to how many titles? Yeah, right, right, cool. Yeah, 
where here's, you, you want to yeah you want a hundred games like here's your two special years participation yeah. medal for yeah, having exactly. a good record but not yeah, being able exactly. to close yeah got it uh so anyway um and then the last the last thing we wanted to talk we kind of we kind of uh touched on this but is do you think Lindor is gonna play another game for the Indians I think it's done I, I could see us well let me back up do you think we get more from him in the offseason or do we get more for him with, with a team that uh, is desperate at the deadline and maybe like a surprise team that's having a way better year than they thought and they could use a bat or they could use a middle infielder do we roll the dice I'm trying to trade him at the deadline because if that backfires, then we're screwed. Yeah, I think you're playing with fire there. Yeah, I would rather um, maximize the assets and trade from in the trade him in the offseason. Yeah. So I lean towards he's not going to play in our uniform ever yeah. again. Yeah, because there's even been the the um, the notion out there to just play this last year out, go try and go for it one more time, and you know just you know let him walk. But and the only thing worse. Then the idea of him playing in a Yankees jersey is getting nothing for him by right. letting him walk. Right, right. And uh, the thing that the – pardon my pun – the trump card mm-hmm. uh, with, I think, us trading him this offseason is he made $17.5 million this year in arbitration. If he comes back, that number goes up to about twenty-five in his last year of arbitration. The Indians aren't paying any player $25 million. I don't care who you are. So I think that's why they're going to end up trading him, and then yeah. whoever 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 trades for him, kind of like the Mookie Betts deal with the with the Dodgers this past year, where they traded for him from the Red Sox when he was on the last year of his deal, and then gave him that monster contract. You're going to see Frankie get traded and then get the monster contract. Yeah, that's why I think it's first. That's why I think it's going to be the Dodgers or, or the the Yankees. I mean, I guess maybe the Red Sox, but they stink right now. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't know how many prospects they're going to be willing to. Yeah, and you know that we're going to want to go for one of our masks because we always do this. We don't yeah. want to pay current players. We want to get fifteen minor leaguers yeah. and see well, that, if a well, few of Well, that's why. That's out. why. That's why we didn't trade them this this past off season before that because, like, they were in deep talks with the Dodgers, but they wanted like the Dodgers like top five prospects, yeah. which like, they should. Yeah. That, well, you know? yeah, right. absolutely. But the Dodgers were like, uh, no, we're, we're about to, we're about to trade for Mookie Betts, and right. uh, yeah. We'll just we'll just sign him as a free agent if you guys don't want to trade him. Like right. So um, where did Betts go first? Didn't he go somewhere first and then the Dodgers? Or he no, just went straight no, to the Dodgers? Straight there, and, and then, then they the ended up Red Sox. Yeah, the Dodgers traded Verdugo yes. and a couple of pitching prospects to Boston for for him. So and then but, Mookie Betts has had a great season. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we had an ass season with the Sox the year after. Like the whole team was just trash after they won the World Series. Mm-hmm. Then he gets traded and he's like really good again. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, let's transition here. That was spooky yeah, was and little, downer and it was depressing. Oh God. Let's talk about the Browns because they're not depressing for once ever. Uh, big win against the Cowboy, uh, Cowboys. Uh, we reviewed that on the post game show. If you haven't listened to that, go and listen to that. Um, we're going to preview a little bit the Browns versus the Colts, a couple of three and one football teams. And whoever wins this game is going to be really looking good for a playoff run yeah. uh, the rest of the year. So big, big game. Um, as Jimmy alluded to in the catch up, 12,000 fans are going to be allowed in first energy stadium for this one. And, uh, what, what, uh, I'll start with Ryan since, uh, he's my co-host on the 
post game show. What are you looking for in this game? Um, what's your big matchup? And uh, then we'll go through some predictions. I think it's going to be how who we get back on defense. And I was I looked at this earlier. The Browns released their unofficial depth chart. They still have Carl Joseph and Andrew Sandejo as the two starting safeties, which oh. is beyond me. I don't understand how both of those guys are still starting, particularly Sandejo, but frankly, either one. So my <laughs> so the big thing I'm going to be looking at is which Phillip Rivers is going to show up. Are we going to get 350-yard, four-touchdown Phillip Rivers, you know, from back in the San Diego days, or are we going to get, you know, a buck 50 and three picks? Noodle arm and you three know, picks. Right. It, it, yeah, I very much am hoping for the latter, but – I think he's the kind of quarterback who's just going to absolutely carve up the middle of because it's it's what ha- it's what Dak did during that fourth quarter comeback. Yeah. It's what we've seen in every game so far. It's what Lamar did against us in Week One, just tore us apart in the middle of the field could, because the we way, can't let, prevent it. I, I'm glad you brought that up. You can miss me with the the Dak Prescott MVP stuff. That guy, all he is is garbage time yards. Oh, who's saying that? Are people saying that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. He, you know he's on he's on pace to shatter I, the single season yards record in the NFL. I He's on know. pace to almost throw for seven thousand yards, which is great because they're one and three should be zero yeah. and four. <laughs> so like, be five yeah, they 11. should be zero and four. Stats, stink. Stats Man, are stupid. You can make them say whatever you want, and they don't always translate to wins. That's yeah, for damn sure. Yeah. So I'm, I, I am so glad we didn't hire Mike McCarthy. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you guys didn't blow that lead. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you and us, us too, I man. I am too because now I get a six pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what you're gonna Me get? Yeah, but I don't know yet. I haven't picked. I'll figure it out. Just get like a shout out, Hannah. She's uh, strategically avoiding me right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, by the way, you guys might find this funny. I was all set to make fun of her, and then we are zero and four now. At Texans. Yeah, you really don't have any. So I, I literally, I was like, "Your birthday gift is I probably won't make fun of the uh, Cowboys this year because there's really I, I just feel like yeah. I can't make fun of them if the Texans are that." You got bad. You, like, you, <laughs> the, How sad is your season that oh, that your the highlight your, is the highlight is your your GM and your coach getting fired in week four or yeah. after week four. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was. I tell you, this is a super odd tangent, but he was at like nine hundred to one odds to be the first head coach fired. So if anybody out there made a bet on uh, Bill O'Brien getting canned early, you know why? I wouldn't have done that is because I don't know if in the history of sports that a coach blows a twenty-four point lead in the in the uh, divisional round and then still is hired the next day. So yeah, I don't. Uh, Dan Quinn of the Atlanta Falcons blew a 25 yeah, point in lead Bowl, in the Super yeah. Bowl. Another one that should will probably be in let the go fourth soon. Quarter. But don't you think that's a little different cuz you actually made the Super Bowl and oh, you no. could argue you could argue worse. I'd much rather I'd much rather lose a game in the, yeah. like that in the divisional round yeah. than in the Super well, Bowl. Is that especially, a, that's as a fan though. That's as a fan. Well, right, like, but especially because they had that lead into the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, let's just put it there. I'm glad I'm not an Atlanta Falcons fan. Well, oh go. man. <laughs> they and they've done that twice this year. Yeah. Including the only yeah. win that the Cowboys shouldn't yeah. have. Yeah. Right. Also true. But anyway, go brownies. Yeah, we're three yeah. and one. So yeah, at any rate, I'm yeah, I'm looking at Philip Rivers probably tearing us. So we so Dag Gummit. Yeah, I know Dag Gum with your fourteen hundred children. <laughs> um, oh my God, he's got to be exhausted. Yeah, he's he's his wife's wife's exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> 
my goodness. That's why he's playing so long. He doesn't want to go home. Can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine going to labor once, let alone nine times. Hey, at least he's got millions of dollars. He's got fourteen college tuitions to pay for. He literally has to have this job. That's a year's salary. That's literally you could probably cover all. He's probably okay. Let's be real. Yeah. But at any rate, I don't know. I think that who would have thought? Steve said this on the on the post game show. Who would have thought that Colts Browns would have been a four o'clock like all eyes on us kind of game but like you just yeah. said it massive playoff implications because realistically the AFC North and the AFC East are going to have the wild card teams coming out of it probably not so much the South mm-hmm. um I think that Indy's probably going to win that division. It's yeah. not going to be Houston. It's not going to be the Jags. Be the Jags. Well, well, Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. Oh, right I'm forgetting Tennessee. Are they, so, what are, are they at right now? Titans are two and one. They had no. They're three and zero. Oh. oh, three and zero. Oh. Yeah, because yeah. they, they were supposed to play Pittsburgh. Yeah, so they're. Only, I would actually argue that the, yeah. between the Colts and the Titans, so they might. Yeah, that, that's it. So if that that's there, you go. That further underscores the point. You know, yeah. if we yeah, want to yeah, end yeah. up having a leg up over you know another one of the because I realistically I see the Pats and the Bills getting in, which means oh god yeah the, and, especially and, the Bills oh for especially sure especially the Bills and, you know hey you know who has a better record than the Pats right now. That's crazy. The Browns. Yeah. Really? I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah. Pats are 2-2. Wow. Yep. yep. They, uh, they lost to Seattle, and then they and lost last night. I'm, I, I hate to be this guy, but you know, not having Cam definitely affected that. Oh, but. for sure. <laughs> of course. Yeah, but it's, I mean, that's just a reality that people are going to have to face this year yeah. with, COVID, with COVID. COVID will hit teams. It's going to be a factor. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's your prediction? I'm thinking that we're going to lose this game. I think that, uh, unfortunately for us, I'm going to think I think the, the, the good – Philip Rivers will show up and will just tear us apart because we're still going to run well. Our offensive line is mm-hmm. head and shoulders the best just in football right now, people. especially at, at the run. And, and our, we have a stable of running backs. You know, Nick Chubb, get better, my guy. But we've got three more running backs that are all extremely capable. I, I think that yeah. fantasy football has Kareem Hunt's like a top three or top five running back this week yeah i mean we're still going to do well with uh, with with scoring points the problem is going to be that the indy uh defense is better than dallas's by not a small margin so we're not going to score 49 for damn sure true and i think that philip uh rivers is just going to tear our defense apart um i actually think we're going to win uh i think that our defense is getting a knack for creating turnovers um we've now we have the best turnover margin in the nfl i believe still don't believe it and but it's crazy. uh We've scored the most points off of turnovers, and I'm man. He's proving me wrong, but I'm going to stick to it. That noodle arm, Philip Rivers, is just going to turn the ball over a bunch on Sunday. Um, he's feast or famine, and that arm strength is not getting better. It's only getting worse. So, I think that the Browns do the same thing that they've been doing: create a couple turnovers, get the running game going, and uh, you know, get Baker going with the play action game. And I think we win. It's going to be close. Um, and I think we're pretty motivated with the fact that we're three and one at home and we're a one point underdog. Um, so I think there's a home gonna, game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to roll on that. And I think the Browns are going to win. And if they do four and one, I mean, I can't remember the last time the Browns were four and one. I'm I don't sure even think we'll it was hear, in my, we will hear all about probably, it. All the week. I don't even know it was in my lifetime. We were probably in the eighties, right? Yeah. Most likely. Oh, I'm, I, um, uh, I think the Browns can win this game. I think I think it's I think it's actually what Dan said. I think it's like if Garrett is playing like he's been playing, and if like and just in general the turnover of, games, dude. like I, just... I, I can you see like Philip Rivers staying a chance against against that? Like I, I mean, I certainly hope not. He's but... slow. I think he's gonna. I think there's gonna be fumbles. I think there's gonna be a couple turn a, a couple uh, interceptions. 
at first I was feeling like this could be a game they lose, and I do think that it's going to be close because the because of the pass defense is just not existent a lot of times. But I think I think the Browns are going to run with what they did last week, surviving that almost disaster. And I think I think they're going to be able to get this win. I think they're going to win. I, I, I think they win this game. You know what's interesting is uh, they said that they mentioned this on Cleveland Browns Daily today. Um, the possibility of um, throwing greedy back there as free safety a little bit. That's he's currently slated to play. By the way, yeah, he's, he's not he's not big, but if you're going to have him play more of like that Greg Williams Halo style free safety, um, I think he could do that. And he, can, he certainly can't do any worse than Sandejo. I mean, no, I mean it's it's a low guy, bar, but I don't know what happened because he was never a great player, but. He was always at least serviceable. I thought so. He's the worst player in the NFL this year. Wow, well, about that. Who? Sandejo. No, I, I, I mean, who's worse? I don't know. There's got to be somebody. Got to be somebody, he's man. Pretty freaking bad. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He did do one thing well. He did strip. He did. Zeke he forced that, and that was, and we talked about that too. That was at a really but pivotal also, time too. Can we talk about how one thing that won't work in the Browns' favor is? I think the Colts are exponentially better coach than the Cowboys. Oh, God. There was uh, Miles Garrett's first sack, the second play of the game. They they uh, showed it. I think it was Brian Baldinger um, did a video where he showed Dallas's blocking scheme. And they had, two line, they had two tight ends to the left. Miles Garrett's lined up over the right tackle. They double-teamed every single one of our defensive linemen except Miles Garrett. That makes sense. They put Miles Garrett on an island with uh, an undrafted rookie. Uh, right tackle, Poor and guy. he just put a spin on him, and then just drove Dak into the ground. <laughs> I mean, Miles Garrett, he's leading the league in sacks, big part of the turnover game. Yep. I mean, he's got well, he's got five, he's got five, five sacks, five three sacks strip sacks, in, yeah, in four games. Yeah, so. he is uh, he's living up to the bill on that contract for yeah. sure. If he keeps that up, then puts a ton of pressure on Phillip. Entirely possible that he ends up forcing into some bad throws and makes some picks. So, I, I I said this last week. I love to be wrong. I would very much love to be wrong. Uh, yeah, and we'll find out. It's it's one of those games too where you can't like pick the Browns, uh, you can't like pick the Browns with the spread because it's one. It's a like one or one and a half or something. Yeah, right now. yeah. It's it's, so it's like it's tight. Okay, you're, yeah. you're pretty much. Which I mean, you know, they usually give they usually give three points to the home team, so we're we're just slightly the underdog in the in the big picture if we were playing on a neutral site. So we're getting a couple points for playing in front of twelve thousand. No, people, we're so. one point underdog, so we would be four point underdogs on a neutral field. Oh, oh, I, I misheard yeah. you. I'm sorry. I thought yeah. we were the favorites. Technically, I could I could have said it wrong. Yeah, um, but yeah, I probably another, did say it yeah. wrong. Well, regardless, point stands is that it's a tight game, and you know, it's it's going to be hard to pick. You know, I don't know. You got me second guessing my thoughts. I don't. Know. I'm sticking with it. I'm still saying the Colts win. Yep. It'll be close. Go, okay. Hey, going with the head over the heart. I, yeah, I for I, sure. I respect it. I can't do it, but I can't. I'm hoping uh, Sunday I get to play this for you. That's yeah. right. He missed it. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's do a round of shout-outs before we get on out of here, and uh, we'll close uh, close it out. Oh, we do first. real quick need to get Jimmy's thoughts on the beer. Oh, that's right. He did crack into one. And it looks like he's being a little soft about it. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? It's not going to drive. Wait, 8%. <laughs> I do like it a lot. I like oh, the heavier you do beers. Like, oh, okay. oh, yeah. No, oh. I like it. I'm just taking my good old time. Got to get a picture okay. for the gram. Okay. You know. Being respectful. Um, hold on. Hold on. Wait, one second. While he's doing that, uh, I forgot that uh, Ryan mentioned Pittsburgh. So. Good morning. <laughs> good afternoon. 
I don't know how I missed that and then rem- rem- uh, remembered it like 10 minutes later. <laughs> You're right. I don't yeah. think I've ever had a red ale before, to be honest. This is an imperial, imperial red ale. Imperial red ale. Yeah, that's a spooky, no, I like it a lot. It's a spooky red ale. Yeah. I might have to go awesome. 7.82, Jordan. Oh, you're going to wow. tie me. Yeah, God, I'll tie you. So okay. soft. All right. That's enough. All right. <laughs> Would you get it again? Yes, for sure. Oh, nice. Would you buy it? Nice. Yeah. I've seen it before in stores. Almost yeah. got it last time when I had the beer of the week. Oh. So thanks for bringing it, Jordan. You what got did it. you get the last time? I don't even remember. Oh, you got because uh, uh, Jordan Hoffman down in Columbus sent us money for beer of the week. That's That was your week. You got the – uh, the North High Oktoberfest. That's uh, I'm next week. <clears throat> yeah. Be on the lookout. Lookout. All right. Let's shout some people out or things out, and let's get out of here. Who wants to go first? I'll shout out Odell. I'm not sure if we shouted him out yet. We did not. Probably did on Sunday. But um, shout out to Odell for a phenomenal performance. Uh, and also Jarvis for a phenomenal pass. Yeah. Jarvis was funny. He said he said he threw one pass and it felt like he threw nine innings in a baseball game. Yeah, he said his lats. <laughs> he just put his lattice toast into that throw, man. I mean, it was a bullet. Yeah, yeah. But he's not a quarterback, so he doesn't know how to you know use his lower body to get into a throw. Like that was all arm. He just hucked it and it worked. Yeah, so, hey, it worked. God go. bless him. I'm glad. I can. Uh, we'll go. We'll go this way. I want to shout out my buddy Tevis. He uh, is in my fantasy football league, and he's talking some mad shit for a guy who's tied with me. So I was, I was, I was calling story. him out on my Instagram earlier. Our, our fantasy football league this year, there's like one person is at four and zero, oh, and then there's a slew of us all at two and two, and there's a couple people at one and three. And so uh, he was talking some smack uh, on social media. So I just want you to know, my guy, that I'm coming for you. And uh, I think I play him not this week, but next. So I'll, I'll give you all a follow up. Uh, we'll get an update yeah. on that when the time comes. Jordan, uh, I'm going to shout out the Astros. Oh God! For all the haters, so Astros fandom drives me bananas, as it should. I've wait, wait, never... wait, we're talking about the Astros right now. The worst. Absolutely. <laughs> Are there any like Astro fans that you know in Cleveland? Anybody? Uh, there's the actually one? a guy in my street. I've never met him yet, but he always wears Astros gear. Huh. And one day I'm going to flag him down. I don't know. I have <laughs> no idea taken a picture with him yet. I just because I'm always like driving when I see him. I'm going to pull over and be like, "Hey, dude." Yeah, no, not really. I mean, they're all just my family and friends in Houston. Why are you the way that you are? Because I'm a winner. That's a weird way to pronounce cheater, but all right, cool. <laughs> you know. This is a long sound bite. This is a long bite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to shout out our audience tonight. Oh. John, thanks for coming and checking us out. Joe. <laughs> Joe. Joe. Appreciate it. Joe, sorry. I'm wow. Sorry. wow. wow. Now, now play some sound bites. Play some sound bites. John, Joe, whatever it takes. No, that's wrong. That's bad. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> And uh, maybe on a future episode of LOT. God, I hope so, because I want to talk talk for an hour and a half about the fact that you were on Monday Night Raw. Good cliffhanger. I heard heard some really cool stories. Check it out on Patreon. So, yeah, we need to to do this. I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Joe! Happens. Gosh. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Check us out on social media at the LOTL podcast. You can... uh, Check all of our embedded links to our episodes on our website, lotlpodcast.com. And uh, we'll be back for another post game show this Sunday. 
probably be in the evening again because the Browns play at 425. And uh, we'll catch you then. And then next week for the next episode of LOTL, episode 130. So for uh, Jordan, Ryan, and Jimmy, and Joe, Joe, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land, and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye.